Hey, Brooklyn Heights, are you ready for a fantabulous show? Oh, yes, I am, because today on Famous This Week, we chat drag queen bingo, smelling Jake Jenna Hall, Christopher Maloney's peaches, and so much more. Hold on a second. This does not sound like Brooklyn. Wait, I, of course I don't sound like Brooklyn. I'm not fucking Brooklyn. <laughs> well, I cannot wait to find out who you are. Enjoy the show, everyone. Forever. And I'm Brooke. Wait a second. You are not Brooklyn. (laughs) On that note, we want to know what's famous this week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Famous This Week, a podcast where two of your favorite drag queens from TV break down the top most famous moments of pop culture this week. Now, this week, Brooklyn is out, so I called up one of my good Judies to be here. It's Jiggly Caliente. How are you, baby? What up, what up, what up? How are you? How famous are you feeling today? Uh, pretty famous. <laughs> like on a scale of 1 to 10, like 10? Nah, I'm a good 9 right now. A 9? Is it yeah. cute? Is it cute? Like the imposter syndrome isn't there. You're feeling kind of famous. You're excited. How has the All Star well, yeah, Six not reception I'm been? Not in all full glam. Oh, the reception has been so amazing. I could not. I really, honestly, didn't think it was gonna be like this. I thought people were gonna be like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah." Okay, whatever. We sh- we still wanted Willem, and I was like, "God damn it!" <sighs> but no, the the fans have been super, super sweet, super amazing. Like it's overwhelmingly beautiful, and I. I honestly appreciate it so much. I'm so grateful for it. Well, listen, I know me and you make fun of each other all the time, but you do have a good heart and people like watching that on TV. Trust me. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Even who though you didn't talk been... to me the first time I met you. Okay, we're going to get guess that, I, that story. I guess, I, I guess I'm that famous that you couldn't even talk to me the first time. You couldn't even introduce yourself. You I was know? nervous. Okay, so everybody everybody who's watching, I mean, listening to this podcast, I'm dead. Um, when you are a local drag queen in Toronto, Ontario, and the drag race girls come to town, you tend to get booked to open for them. So I was booked to open for Jiggly Caliente in December 2018? It was a little longer. I think it was 2017. Was it? Holy jeez. That was the first year I started drag. That's right. Wild. Anyway, so... Uh-huh. A newbie in the industry have met no other drag race girls and Jiggly Caliente pulled up to the gig and I guess I didn't talk to her. <laughs> I got no photo. She was so quiet. And then she leaves the dressing room with her dancers in tow. I was like, damn, what did I do? <laughs> well, they gave us like the small, I think the promoter told me to get out of the dressing room. So the first time that I met Jiggly Caliente, I was opening for her in Toronto, Ontario in 2018, 2017. And there's a story here because I didn't even talk to Jiggly when she came in because I was scared of her. (laughs) She literally didn't even introduce herself. She packs her stuff and goes, I leave the dressing room with her dad. I didn't even get to say hello. I I said hi and Priyanka walked out. I was like, okay. 
And then she performs, kills it, and then leaves. That's so funny. I thought I was under the impression that like, you wanted your space because you were like a fancy drag race girl and you had like your like, you know, because re- re- remember you showed up and the they couldn't play your music or something. They couldn't find your music like you were like dealing with something. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, they couldn't find my like, they, I So I emailed my music ahead of time and then all of a sudden they didn't have it. So I was like and then the service because I'm in Canada, I don't exactly have like phone service like where i can just email it from my phone right away so i had to like find a hot spot it was it was a lot but i mean i was still able to deal like handle it but i was just like and then i they didn't know if i was gonna have a meet and greet because they didn't know where to put the meet and greet messy so i was just like but they had they but they sold meet and greet tickets so i had to do a meet and greet messy see these, it was that's... snowing and Scarlett was late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarlett was supposed to host. Scarlett Bobo was supposed to host, and she was super late. She didn't get there till after we were done performing. Yeah, exactly. She waltzed in after we, when, when we were packing up. What a mess! Oh my when god. You were, when you were leaving, so Priyanka says, "Bye." Oh, what? That's what Priyanka said to me. She goes, "Bye," and walks away. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. I think I thought that you hated me and I was like, you know what? She wants her space and I don't want to be in her space. And I was like nervous. I, I was nervous. I don't even know you. You know what? Like <laughs> I used to work in kids TV and I also used to wrangle like celebrities at the Much Music Video Awards. So whenever uh-huh. there is like a celebrity in the air, I tend to stay away from, from from them because when I used to work at these shows, like we would, we'd be on the walkie talkies and then they would be like, just so everyone knows, no eye contact with Avril Lavigne. That's no eye contact with Avril Lavigne. Like, like crazy. shit like that. Yeah, so I'm so used to, like, whatever, you know, whatever. Because every celebrity's fancy. Oh, every celebrity's like, so famous. I would famous. never want to be that kind of... I would never be... I would never want to be that kind of girl. I remember know? when... I Ju- not Justin, to look me in the eye, are you? That's weird. Yeah, Justin Bieber, he, like, sent his team, whatever, was like, do you know where we could find a tie to go stick? He spilled juice on his shirt. You have to find it for us. And I was like, okay. So I went to go search up all up and down Toronto for a tie to go stick. It was it was like when tie to go was, like, new, too, so it was, like, hard to find. I was like, Jesus... Um, I'm trying to think what else happened at these <laughs> award shows. Anyway, so I didn't talk to you because you're a celebrity, baby. So now it's time to meet our fame horse. Our fame horse. We have searched the internet high and low to find our top moments from pop culture this week. Now, the first headline we're going to talk about is Miley Cyrus calls on fans to help educate rapper Baby and not cancel him. Jiggly, what do you think about cancel culture? Okay, I, okay, I think cancel culture is like so extreme. But at the same time, it's like certain things, like I just feel like people should be held accountable for the things that they say and post or whatever, because it's like you have a responsibility mm-hmm. as a person who has a platform to put the right things out into the universe. You know what I mean? You'd like to to say like to give information about HIV and AIDS and there's already a horrible stigma with it Yeah. for, for somebody to spew more negative and wrong information. 
Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, like, no, like, honey, that's that's not the way. And the, the gag is for me, it's like it's 2021. It takes five seconds to Google something. Yeah, it do. you know what I mean? And it's not like it's hard for him. Anyone to Google something on their phone and for him to say something like that. It it just it, it doesn't. It, I feel like it comes from hate instead, hate and ignorance instead of just, oh, it was a mistake. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that I'm having a hard, I'm I'm having a hard time with. Like, is that like we all have a past and we've all done some shit things. And if like this came up from his past and it was an old video that surfaced of of him and blah 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 blah, then I would be like, you know what? Like, let's like let let him apologize or or, or educate himself because like, sure, do I? But 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 to make these comments now in this day and age and not educate yourself before, like you're on. A song with Dua Lipa, who is considered a gay icon, even though she's a straight woman. But um, it just makes no sense to me. I, I I think that, like, yes, we should educate him. But he done did said what he said at in this day and age. If this was like a video that came up in the 90s, it's still not right. But at least like times have changed. Yeah. and there's more, there's more acceptance in the world. So it's different. So Miley Cyrus... Um, tweeted or something she tweet some yeah yeah uh, put a statement on her instagram page saying check your dms we'd love to talk to you and see how we can learn from each other to help be a part of making a more and more just and understanding future i don't know about. i mean i think miley posted i think miley sent that because miley has gotten her own like she's dealt with her own kind of like cancel culture stuff where she had like she felt like she needed to maybe try to help the baby because i mean cancel culture is super extreme and it's gross but at the same time it's like i don't think he should be canceled but he should definitely be held accountable for all the shit that he's saying yeah exactly. you know and like he went on a microphone like and said these apology things. yeah in a at a concert so yeah like honey like what are what were you thinking first of all like where, why did that even come out come of your up, mouth? hundred percent. And as at a your, as as a person of this you community, know, like, like I, I'm pretty at hurt. Your concert. Yeah, like, and I feel hurt by this because, like, why you have a major platform where we're moving in the right direction, and then all of a sudden you take this. Like, he's on one of the biggest songs right now, and it's there's all eyes on the baby, and then he uses his platform to spew hate on our community. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Huh. It's like it's just so gross and. On top of that is just like, you know, the I have a, like a, I have friends that have HIV. So when you and they sometimes already feel like there's such a negative stigma on on their situation for people for somebody to say something like that mm-hmm. further, um, like ingrains that stigma, uh, that negative stigma of. It is, you know, and for him to say it's a gay disease. Oh, for fuck's sake. I was like, it's bad. It's real bad. It's really bad. Like he needs to like take a step back and educate himself and figure out a way. Like I can understand if this was 1989 and we were like, that's what I'm saying. Okay. But honey, this is 2021. It's not like, come on. It's quite shocking. I won't lie, lie to you. So my feelings on this are I'm hurt for my community and for myself because it's a disgusting that someone with all these millions of followers can 
and fans can go up and say these kind of things because this is the other problem is that had he acted like an ally, those homophobic fans he does have could be more educated. So it's, it's a step back and I do think that he has to pay for it. Yeah. Period. I mean, I mean, he's paid for it already. He's like, he's being canceled from every single like gig. He's like, that's the best way to kind of attack somebody is their pocket. They'll learn to not, Fuck around when your pockets are getting hurt. Yes, exactly. Now, speaking of someone's pocket who I want to be in, Christopher Milani. Milani? Yeah, Milani. Maloney? Maloney. Maloney. Yeah. He's the internet's zaddy, and he's finding fame again at 60 in the new issue of Men's Health. Now, Jiggly, please react to these photos. Um, He has always always been so sexy he's been sexy since oz okay Ooh, and then oz he got nasty i love uh-huh. oz. like <laughs> oz was the first time they showed his butt and like his body and then they dressed him up and put clothes on him and put him on sbu and then he was like this good guy cop and i was like oh god he's just always been sexy and then my good girlfriend dominique got to play in bed with him on pose. <gasps> so yeah, Christopher Maloney is like so se- he's always been sexy. And I was like, I remember asking Dominique, I was like, what did he smell like? She was like, You are so weird. <laughs> no, I would ask the same question, Jiggly. I'd be like, what do you smell like though? Was he nice? <laughs> what did the breast smell like? What did the skin feel like? Uh, was it soft? Was it rough? Um uh-huh, it, it's so- the photo of him in these like kind of splits leaning on the floor with his booty out is with a uh, with a popcorn on the bench. Like that's yeah that's it's like it's like delicious queer baiting like i feel like is he does he want it is is he i don't think it's queer baiting i think that's just for anyone that has a set of eyes that wants to see a beautiful man i am so oh i'm so here for it so is he your type would you date christopher mello he is definitely my type oh my god so being that I'm 40, I always say that I will go 10 years up and five years below. Okay, that's that's good. That's a good range. I never, I would never date somebody five years younger than me, more than five years younger than me. I just think that that's crazy. Because uh, so- I feel like my, like, I feel like our, uh, what do you call this? Our, like, kind of like our wavelengths won't be the same so i need somebody who's a little older to kind of like balance me out <laughs> so this story is relevant because like he has a resurgence later in his career would you want in your 60s or 70s to have like a resurgence like be booked on a big role or be like, on drag race again or anything like that to be honest that's what i feel like what happened with my career as far as in with the fandom, with the Drag Race fandom, because it's been 10 years since I was on Drag Race. So I was on season four, and we are now on season 14, 14. of Drag Race and season six, seven now of All Stars. So yeah, like, of course, it's like, it was, it's a huge resurgence for me. And I thought that that was like, it was a good way to kind of like reintroduce myself to the fandom because. The first time they saw me, I was completely different and to the woman who I am now. So I feel like it's definitely like a resurgence and a reintroduction to the fandom. So that's that's kind of cool. I love it. I love that so much. So maybe like 
I mean, I wouldn't do Drag Race ever again. I don't think I could do it again. Like, I just can't, <laughs> can't put myself through this stress ever again. Would you it's, do it? Would I do Drag Race again? Yeah. Like, if they asked you to do the all-winners thing. I would definitely do like it. Like, international all-winners. I would, you know me, I would pull up to the gig with a gown and a, and a little bodysuit to lip sync in and have a good old time. You are glutton for punishment. I swear <laughs> You know what? Like, I just like, it's not I, like I love a competition, but I also like love television. Like I grew up, I was telling my um, mom this the other day. I was like, remember that time when I was 16 on local television in Whitby, Ontario? Like I was hosting cooking shows when I was 16 years old. So it's like Drag Race is a crazy is so world. Cool, I know Drag Race is a crazy whirlwind. and It's a lot of pressure, but like being on TV isn't new to me. It's like very like, this is my life. I love being on TV. It's fun. Oh, yeah. See, that's so, what I like. Like, I would do, like, a drag race, like, a drag you. Yeah. Or, like, celebrity drag race and be a mentor. Like, that would be fun. Or, like, any Christmas special thing. I would do that. You but should be my mentor. To compete, to compete again. Oh, no, 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 You should no, be my no. mentor right, how, how all, to be more chaotic. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of fucking money to spend. And I'm just like, look, I want to buy a house in L.A. now. I don't hey. want to... You know, property is important to me now. I would love to get property. All grown up now, all grown up and famous. Okay, Julie, we're going to take a really quick break on Famous This Week. And we're going to be talking about a trans icon, Quinn, very, very soon. BRB, fuckers. We are back to Famous This Week. Jiggly, wow. You know, this is fun to actually hang out for once. <laughs> True. We have, well, since like now we get to actually chit chat and like talk. Yeah, I love it. Are you gonna, are you on tour right now? Where are you? I am in New York right now. I took, I, well, because I, I came out of the hospital a week ago. So I am just resting. What happened so, in the hospital? I had, I end up, I got pneumonia <sighs> and I was like, uh oh. So it was it's like it was a good way for my body to be like, look, bitch, take a break. Because oh. I've been the ghost since the announcement was made that I was on All Stars. I have been consistently working and like performing and touring. So I was like, oh, okay. And my body just said, look, honey, chill the fuck out. <laughs> you know what? I've talked about this a lot, a lot with a lot of people. It's the price of fame. Like, you have to really, really, really know when your body needs to sit down and take a break and when it doesn't. Because it's all exciting. It's all so fun to go on tour and, and take photos with mm-hmm. people and perform and perform, perform. But when your body turns on you, it is hard to come back. <laughs> yeah, your body, my body said, honey, <laughs> you don't want to take a break? Well, I'm going to force you to take a break. I was like, yeah. okay. I mean, uh, so I, I, I take, it's what now, my second week of, like, just chilled not really like doing anything so this is kind of it's a good way for my body to just kind of like reboot itself right well i'm happy that you thought that a reboot is hosting a podcast with me (laughs) no shut up (laughs) i mean it's it's not like it first of all it's really your fun paranka i love you paranka 
I love you too. I, I think you're so. I oh my god. <laughs> Listen, speaking of famous people that like, because like we're fans of people, even if we are famous people. And Alyssa Edwards, I am mm-hmm. such a huge fan. And I actually saw her in concert before I even watched her season of Drag Race. So I, wa- I watched her just talk about Drag Race, not knowing what the hell she was talking about. But it was one of the best mm-hmm. shows I've ever been to because she was so intriguing and so engaging, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I was so excited definitely. to finally be on Drag Race and be a Drag Race girl because I was like, oh my God, all these US Drag Race girls are going to see me and Alyssa Edwards is going to see me. And I was so excited to see her host the pit, the pit stop at Trixie because I was like, oh my God, like this is full circle. Like she is reacting to an episode of Canada's Drag Race that I'm in. Oh my God. When the bitch called me Paranka, I was like, wait. (laughs) It's very like, don't meet your heroes because they'll get your name fucking wrong. And the best part about her calling me Paranka is that my fucking tagline is what's my name. Like, it's very like I'm really pushing the name here. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, Alyssa. And then. But I mean, don't feel, I don't necessarily feel bad because that's just one episode. I loved it. I think it was so funny. The whole season 12 of season 13 was calling Got Mick, Got Meek. (laughs) I was like, bitch, it's Got Mick. (laughs) Where where did Meek come from? It's so funny. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I love Trixie. She's amazing. You just said, my name is Jiggly Caliente. Okay, we are still breaking down the... We're still talking about the fame whores this week. Now, transgender Uh soccer star Quinn makes history with Olympic gold. This is incredible. So, Canadian... Hi, Canada. Canadian soccer star Quinn became the first openly transgender athlete to ever win an Olympic medal following their team's stunning defeat of Sweden in the women's final on Friday. This is legendary legendary trans people are making waves this year right jiggly i feel like that is so so beautiful and that's like go team trans i feel like and you know it's about time and i feel like the like people need to respect the fact that the trans experience and the trans existence is very much out there and it's as normal as night and day so I feel like I'm. This is so beautiful. I, it's, I mind you, I don't watch the Olympics, but when I found when I saw that they were like a trans person won a gold medal, I was like, what? Yeah. Yes. Because like, <laughs> we know that winning a gold medal is a big deal, but do we still watch the Olympics every day? I don't. You don't. But you are right. Like this is like history just keeps Epic. being made, and then like it's it's only like it's just normalizing all of us and like saying that like oh like a gay person can do this a lesbian can do do this and a trans person can do this and a non-binary person can do this because like i'm hoping that in like 20 years it's like no big deal in in, like a good way yeah you know i feel like i i this is letting the world know that we're definitely not going anywhere we are Uh -uh. literally just like honey we are like stamp etched in your fucking soul we are here. I am so like, because you know, like usually when people find out about 
when we come out or whatever, a lot of people, there are some cis people that will say, oh, maybe it's a phase. Mm-hmm. Honey, this is not a phase. This is reality. This is a part of life. You know, this is our real existence and you need to respect it. And yeah, I'm so here for this. It's so good. I think it's so cool. What are some other things that you want to see trans people win? win, win? I would love to see MJ win the Emmy for Best Female Leading Actress um, because she's the first openly trans woman to ever receive an Emmy nomination. I feel like that would be great for her to win. Um, I would love, I mean, I would love for Pose to win all their nominations, you know, um, yeah. I would love for Drag Race also to win all of their nominations because I feel like these wins mean so much more because it just solidifies and validates our existence. 100%. You know what I mean? And I feel like when people say that, oh, we couldn't find a trans actress to play a trans person, that's why we got this cis hetero person <laughs> to dress up as a trans person, I'm sorry, Jared Leto. Yes, you may have done your research, but it's not the same. You do not have that existence. You don't have that essence of a trans woman to yeah. play a trans woman. You know, I think, so, yeah, it's definitely like a, a very like sticky situation. Like, I think just cast a trans person to play the trans person, that's fine. Just like Jennifer Lawrence got cast to play the white girl, you know, it's just, it's like. <laughs> Just <laughs> oh, you to play the Asian person. Uh, oh, that was Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> you know, the, I, when I saw that, that, I was like, "Ghost in a Shell." Ghost in a Shell. Well, Scarlett Johansson got I her karma like, because Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney right now, which is like absolutely crazy because she was promised a big like the uh, what was the movie? What's the movie called? Oh my god, Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. Black Widow yeah. was only supposed to go to theaters, but Disney put it on Disney Plus and theaters but she was guaranteed like a 50 million dollar bonus if it tops topped the box office and because it was on both platforms i don't think it did and she missed out on 50 mil so she sued them (laughs) that is so greedy i i i feel like sometimes with celebrities i'm just like y'all are so greedy 50 million because you wanted that extra 50 million you know you got paid a couple of million dollars to play black widow already so and then also like yeah it's, it's a little bit weird that you're suing disney like wouldn't you do like a like a not so public like hey like this happened can we renegotiate so, you know like uh, under under wraps yeah. First, that's disney like that's your like you could have had a longer career with disney with marvel like i mean she probably also wanted to get out of the whole franchise already because she's done Maybe. how many of these movies true White people are wacky. You know how they are. <laughs> <laughs> Asians okay. are like, uh, we're going to put up with this. All right. Let's talk about Susan Sarandon on who she wants to be dating. She says, male, female, age doesn't matter. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I actually like kind of can relate and understand because I feel like as I've gotten older my my taste in men 
and who I date has been has changed so much from my 20s to my 30s to now in my 40s. It's like, oh, wait, I like something different now. Mm -hmm. I kind of, you know, and I'm more open to different experiences. I remember like a couple of years ago, I, oh my God, I'm, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I can't wait. so I, it, as I turned, when I was like, yeah, three years ago, uh -huh. um, I had the opportunity to be in a threesome. Okay. But it was with me, a guy, and a cis woman. Okay. So for me, at that in that experience, I completely lost my V card. <sighs> so okay. like because I've done that's what I mean. So it's like, wait, and in my twenties, I would have never done that. I would right. never. I would have been like a girl. No, but like in that specific situation, I was like, okay, let's let's you know, like let me try it, and uh, it was. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd do it on my own, but in a situation to kind of do it again, like a threesome with a woman, I think I would do it again because I. That's iconic. It was. I think that's amazing. It's fun and it was it was sexy and yeah it was just it was it was it was yeah that's why I say like I could relate to the fact that I'm you're more open as you get older because I feel like you let a lot of your inhibitions like go when you get older. Yeah, and I was, I was just lot, about to say a like less, a lot less things matter when you're or yeah. And that's freeing, right? Like, you don't feel the judgment of, mm -hmm. oh, it has to be a certain way and the, this has to be a certain way. You're just like, I just want to oh, get off and oh, have a good time. I, I, I'm telling you now, after you hit 35, when you pass 35, you're going to be like, fuck it. No, you're like, no, I don't give a fuck. That's so iconic. <laughs> like, I don't... Yeah, I'm telling you, like, it, you're, a lot of your perception on things and how you feel about life will, will change because you'll start to care less of what other people think and yeah. you're going to feel you're going to put more effort in your happiness and in your um inner joy than anything else i love that and i love you for saying that because like it takes the judgment off of people who feel like they have to do a certain thing to not feel judged Ad so yeah and adhere to yeah no it's like you know you have to live for yourself and you have to Enjoy life for you. As long as you're not hurting anybody in the process of making yourself happy, you should be able to do anything you want and have and enjoy life as much as you can because you only have one life. Mortality is very real. If we, if there's anything we have learned from this pandemic, mortality is very real. So you need to enjoy the smallest little things in life that bring you joy because and live in the moment because it could be gone tomorrow it's just i feel like this podcast turned into a self-help so um give it up for <laughs> jiggly caliente your mentor your guru your <laughs> priest your pandit your <laughs> your whatever just do you like we were talking about susan sarandon and you all of a sudden it became you better believe in yourself. Do what you want. But you know what? You do have a good point, though, because, like, 
the less you give a fuck, the better your life is, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of somebody who does not give a flying fuck, Jake Gyllenhaal says he finds bathing to be less necessary. He says that his attitude about bathing has grown more lax over the years. More he fi- more and more he finds bathing to be less necessary. He does believe that good manners and bad breath get you nowhere. So he still does that. But he, you know, he thinks that not bathing is good for um, skin maintenance and that we naturally clean ourselves. Um, I feel like, you know, this opens up a, a, a big discussion here. Do we think there's any drag queens out there who stay away from the shower? <laughs> um, there are some girls who I know skip a shower or two and I'm like, and I'm toured with them. So, you know, it's funny. It's like yeah, when that, that, when the suitcase opens and you have that, that, and that smell comes out, you're like, oh, baby. Oh my God! When they open their suitcase and it smells like sauerkraut and corn chips, it is not, so gross. Not that. Who's who has had the worst suitcase smell? I am not saying that. Oh no, I am not gonna out these girls like that. But it is there. I have toured with some of these girls, and when they open their luggage, there is this fucking gray cloud that comes out, and it's always no. like, please God, I do not <laughs> want to be in a dressing room with this person. Please God, help me. Like you know. She- <laughs> Yeah, it's like if you, I'm you've done the um the the drag race tour so far, right? Like you've done the, I've done one. The girls? I did one drag race tour. Well, so I far, mean, yeah. granted, because I mean, it sucks because you, your season came out at the height of the pandemic. Yeah, but it. I'm just saying, like when you start to tour and you're in a group with group of girls with a group of girls. Oh, honey, there's for some odd reason, there's always that one bitch that is like, hi, bitch, throw away your tights. Like you should have like numerous amounts of tights with you when you're on tour, mainly when you know you're going to be on tour for more than like two weeks. You should definitely have more than like one set of tights. Yeah, like, are you can't like, you wash oh, them? Like, don't the hotels have washrooms? Well, yes, yeah, so, not even the hotels, but most venues that we tour in have um, laundries. Like, so <laughs> I remember, like, I will say you, there's one girl who was very, very, like, good with her, um, with her tight situation. Karen Michaels, what I tell you, this bitch, as soon as she gets to the venue, if it's been like a couple of days or something, it's been like two or three shows, Karen would throw her tights in the, in the, what do you call it? Like in the laundry and she will have it either air drying or like, like up to the very last second it is drying. So by the time she gets on stage, it is a fresh pair of tights. And it's like, yeah, she's the one girl, her and Asia, I know are definitely like on their game when it comes to hygiene. I don't wear pantyhose, so I just wear body makeup. So it's a lot easier for me to just yeah like, yeah 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 you just like do a little spritz of perfume and she's ready to hit the stage, honey. But I sh- but the thing is like I shower before I go before I do my makeup and when on went on tour I also take a shower right before I go on the bus. Yeah, so yeah, yeah to get I all the like get I'm all the fresh. stink off. Not just the stink, but like I wear so much body makeup that like my bed sheet would look like I like smeared peanut butter all over it right i mean like maybe that's why i left the dressing room back in 2017 because it smelled so bad jiggly did you think about that 
Oh, honey, there's, there's a one thing no girl could ever say about me because I either <laughs> smell like Mouglia or Issa Laurent black opium. Those I'm telling you, there's no, no. And that's the one thing nobody can say about me is I smell. If anything, I smell amazing and expensive. Ooh. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll BRB on Famous this week. Back to Famous This Week with myself, Priyanka. Brooklyn is away. She's a busy bitch. She's a being a busy bitch. <laughs> but I got my girl, Jiggly Caliente, here. We've been talking. We've been giggling. We've been gossiping. We've been catching up. We've been talking about drag queen stinky ass tights. We've been doing it all. <laughs> we have been doing it all. Before we talk about how famous we're, we're feeling, I want to talk about this. Um, so there's like this um, town. It's conservative in Michigan called Howell. And they have like a big diversity uh-huh. controversy right now. So they have this thing called the Melon Festival. And it was canceled last year because of COVID. But this year, it was canceled this year after Drag Queen Bingo was added uh-huh. as an attraction. So the business owners stepped in to save the festival. It's the biggest weekend because they're still recovering from the, the losses. But the compromise to like do it again was that a drag bingo could happen at their big historic theater. And it was 21 and older and it, it sold out. But then they called they called drag queen bingo to like that it would be bringing a sinful lifestyle to Ha Howell, so they just canceled the festival because of this one event. Wow! Now Ugh. it's nasty. It's disgusting because drag queen bingo is a good gateway to drag. Like I think it's a very simple thing. Everyone mm-hmm. knows how to play bingo. They get to watch someone sit there and banter on the mic a little, a little bit. It's not too crazy. But it's easy breezy, you know? Yeah. Um, have what are your thoughts on this? I just feel like, of course, in middle America, mm-hmm. is where this would happen. It's just mm-hmm. like, could you be any more of a fucking stereotype? Like, yeah. So you're like, be it's a, I can't, I don't, and I, I, it's so gross because when they put religion as a shield to for their homophobia is just like no honey your issue is you're homophobic yeah exactly. it's not a sinful li- it's a sinful lifestyle okay but some of y'all are okay with sleeping with your cousins That's i'm okay. fucking d- that's that's not sinful to y'all oh, okay Oh, so let me get this straight. Y'all Y'all want to sleep with your cousins. I'm done with you. That's amazing. But a man and a man laying together is too too much. I'm so yeah, upset. I'm like, I can't. I, so I'm just, I can't. It's just like, you can't like feel like these Bible Belt people are just like, you're picking and choosing what you want to stand for. And you know, if, if if there's anything we've learned, is that like even the Pope opened his eyes and his heart to the LGBT community. Yeah. So I feel like what like we're making steps forward, but then here we go. There, these people still exist. I just it's feel nasty. Like- people are nasty behave. This is nasty behavior. The fact that one drag queen bingo shut down an entire event and like 
RuPaul's winning Emmys and and the cast of Poses is nominated for shit. It's like how and 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 also there's a bunch of us queer entertainers that make a very lucrative career off of doing drag. Like yeah, how, like those drag queens that, that were like, booked for this event now feel like their whole town's against them. It's awful. It's uh, it's gross. And on top of that, I feel like drag has been so underground for so long, but because of like drag race. It has kind of like um, made drag more mainstream and has changed a lot of what some of the drag queens acts are. Yeah. There's a lot of queens who I know who can literally do a, a full performance for children because yeah. their act isn't uh, PG-13 or NC-17. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know, like, you won't. <laughs> oh, I won't. Oh, I won't, baby. <laughs> and then, like, even for me, like, I like during DragCon, I my friends have told me that there's a switch that happens when all of a sudden there's children that come to my booth. Like, I I go from whorish jiggly on the <laughs> mic to all of a sudden Mulan. Not Mulan. <laughs> I'm. F- and I was like, all, I'm all of a sudden a Disney princess when children come to my booth at DragCon. Yeah, because we know what's appropriate. Like we are performing yeah, for, like, for people in like the clubs where they're of age. Like when a show, when a kid shows up, we're not going to be like, "Do you want to do drugs?" You know, it's different. Yeah, it's like, mind you, you I have made them. some. I have offered some children shots of tequila as a joke at drag brunches. Oh my god! I'm like, you want a shot, little sis, Indy? I'd rather you do it in the house. That's a classic joke. And then mom was always like, "Get away from me!" You know, whatever. I mean, and that's like, I feel like that stuff is fun. Like, I remember even I just did a drag brunch a couple of weeks ago. It was literally there was two kids that was in the at the brunch because they watched All Stars and they just uh, wanted to meet me. So they asked their mom because obviously those kids can't go to a club. So they were like, so the, they asked the mom if they could come to the drag brunch. And I mean, it's at 11 o'clock in the morning. So, of course, I. And thank God that I was doing Cheetah Girls that day because I was like, oh, my God. I was just like, like, in a way, I was like, thank God I decided to do Cheetah Girls instead of WAP. (laughs) Right. I was like, thank God. But you know the kids would have known all the words to WAP. You know how kids are. That that, that is actually very problematic to me that I feel like children that know the words to that. It's so crazy. We have chatted all about this week in pop culture and fame, and now it is our time for our grab bag segment, where each week we will have a new segment based on our moods, vibes, and level of fame. Now, this week's segment is called What's Famous to Me, where Jiggly and I will pick moments this past week that we consider famous or interesting this week. Now, I'm trying to think what happened. Like, I think that the Black Widow thing is was very interesting, but in my personal life, I am going to the UK tonight actually and i'm i'm touring but you have to get like covid tests and stuff and i went to this covid clinic in toronto and (laughs) the lady i walked up to the desk and she was like are are you priyanka and i was like yeah oh my god hey i am and she starts crying okay She's so excited. She's shaking. She's wearing like this Pokemon like scrub. She's like so funny. And 
we're like chatting about Drag Race. How was it? Oh my God, Brooklyn, like she's amazing. How, how is she? And blah, 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 blah. And then this man from behind us yells at me and is like, excuse me, are we having a conversation here? Miss Think comes out. <laughs> oh, but side note, as we were talking in our conversation, she said to me, and just so you know, like, you don't really have to book an appointment here. Like, you just show up anytime. Like, anyone can show up. Like, we have so much space. We just will book them for, for fun. So, like, if you know friends that want to come get COVID tests, like, send them on over, okay? The guy shows up. She comes marching out. And is like, do you have an appointment? And he's like, no. And then she's like, sorry, it's appointment only. <laughs> he leaves in a huff. And she's like, sorry, girl, we're just... We're just going to protect you. And I was like, I am I feel very famous this week. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What is a moment this past week that considered famous for you? It wasn't this week. It was more like it was two, uh, yeah, two weeks ago when I was at the hospital. My nurse figured out who I was, like figured out who I am. And it was like, because she saw like obviously in the chart, my name is Bianca Castro. She was like... But then you could see my eyes. Like, I'm not obviously I'm not in full glam at the hospital. And, like, my voice. And she put two and two together. And then just as she was walking out of my room, the commercial for Drag Race is playing on television. Oh, that's so cool. And she goes, that's who you are. And I was like, oh, in my head, I'm going, God damn, this commercial. Why did it have to play? I uh... literally... I'm not in glam, and I'm just like, oh. And I'm, the only cool thing about that is, like, she brought me extra pudding cups. She yeah, she did. Jello, and she, I was just like, I was like, okay, this is like, you know, I mean, that's cool. And I was just like, okay, it's kind of cool. But I'm not in glam, so please don't ask me for a photo. That's all I could think of to myself. Like, please, <laughs> God, I hope she doesn't ask me for a photo. I, like... <laughs> But they were so amazing. So shout out to Algeny General Hospital. You guys were amazing. Everybody on the fifth floor that took care of me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, people, it's time to place your bets. What will people still be talking about next week? Is it going to be the Olympics? Christopher Maloney. Maloney, sorry. They will always talk about Christopher Maloney. Drag Bingo, Susan Sarandon, or Miley Cyrus sticking up for a baby. I think, I mean... I think the Olympics for sure, because everyone loves the Olympics. The Miley Cyrus thing will will fizzle out, in my opinion. How about you? Yeah, I think that's going to, yeah. Miley won't fizzle out, but the whole the baby situation, like, child, move on. Move on. Well, everybody, that's it's it. It's not like fam- he's some genius. Like, it's not like he's some, like, he's no Kanye. He's no Biggie or Tupac. So, no. Girl, bye. Girl. The baby. Bye, baby. But I hope people start talking about the new He's All That movie. I hope that's what the people... Oh, yeah, you're so excited about it. Do you want to tell everyone I, about that it? That trailer... So the He's All That trailer came out this week. And I feel like anybody who's like a teenager in the 90s, when She's All That came out, was like would find it super nostalgic. And I feel like, oh, you kids, you youngins that are going to get to see He's All That will be... will like the movie. It's It's cute. It's... I like feel like there's not enough cute like teen movies anymore. Like it's all like horror movies and like action. <laughs> True. So these like, are cute. Like Black Widow. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. That is it for famous this week. I'm Priyanka. And I'm Jiggly. 
Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, Famous This Week, wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a review and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. To keep up with things we talk about on the pod, go follow at Forever Dog Team and Mom Podcast on Instagram. And while you're at it, give us a follow too if you haven't already at Jiggly Caliente Official and at the Queen Priyanka. We'll see you next week for more pop culture moments and very famous things. Bye. Bye. Forever. To listen to Famous This Week ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Famous This Week is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Brooklyn Heights and Priyanka. Produced by Joseph Shepard. Hey, Daddy. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Big Dipper, Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 